Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What time is it? Time for the weekly deal. I want fries on my pizza. The rabbit and tortilla bar. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Good morning again. You're all back and hanging out again. I love it. I don't even know where Hanson is. Jeez, Louise, that girl is out. She, she's a travel bunny. No, she's. I think this is her family weekend. So I think she's having like a big old weekend up at the cabin. Oh, so cool. that's kind of nice. Um, and this is what I think. I think everybody's out of town. I literally it did that for the feed like this it. week because yeah. I was like, it's kind of weirdly quiet. I yeah, I saw your feed and I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Although I mean Malcolm Yard just been busy. Okay, so. well Malcolm Yard is of course which Molly is the events guru uh in charge of all things spectacular, spectacular over there. Um it is I mean, I think Malcolm Yard is gonna be busy no matter what. Which is a it's a nice it's, it's very great. Nice. We're not it complaining. Is, no, no, no. But I, I we haven't seen maybe the slowdown that some of the other uh, restaurants have been seeing, but I, I feel yeah. the pain because I've been there. Well, I, I I would even just say this. I was in Stillwater last night and I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but it was I mean, I guess I, and on a Friday. Found parking? Is that what you're I saying? I found parking. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know they have a chunk of it closed. A big chunk of the main center, you know, street. Right? Yeah. Oh. And so I feel bad for them. But, you know, I don't know. I, it was just, it was just not as many people walking around. Although all the places were full. Maybe it was because of the weird rain. Can we have a moment for the hail? Weather I, report. Yeah. It got, it got so dark. Okay, so, I, so again, I was in Stillwater, so I didn't see any of it. But then all of a sudden, I started seeing pictures on the feed of people's yeah. houses and stuff. Did you get hail? We did. We did. Ours was probably... Did you get a new roof? Poor- <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we don't have to, because uh, we just got one probably 10 years ago, but it okay. feels like yesterday. Yeah. Um, down the street from us, our friends, Kim and Jim Kleena, they got like golf ball size yeah. hail. We were we were like quarter size and we were only like a mile apart from them. Yeah, so I weird. know. It was weird. Apparently, I didn't think I called, you know, I chatted in with some people in my 
and the SLP, and they we did not in my neighborhood we did not get anything. It it, get, it did get so dark though. It was like nighttime, and then it moved very through very quickly, and then it was like sunny again. It was the weirdest yeah. thing. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a insane moment, and I heard that. You know, I was looking at. I was talking to somebody. Oh, it was Joey, and he was saying my kid, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he's like there was like an area that got like whomped." So and yeah. then some of them didn't, and he's like, "Those people just must have needed new houses or new roofs." <laughs> new roofs. <laughs> it's just like that's how that goes. The weather guy. Mine was down. my yeah. My roof is new as of I, bef- right before I moved in. They had put in a new roof, yeah. so I feel good. I good. mean, even if it did happen, but still, our our neighbors just got a new roof this year, so I hope they didn't get any damage. Well, and then there's like I feel bad for the cars. Yeah. Although I will tell you, if you do, I mean, I don't. I'm seriously just. I'll let you know that my I have good friends at Dentcraft in Wyzetta. <laughs> I know those are my friends who own Dentcraft, and I'm just telling you they are um, they're wizards at getting dents out. So, okay. if you need me to uh, to repeat that or give your phone numbers, it's Dentcraft in Wyzetta. I had AJ go out and check our cars. Yeah, because Keith parks in the garage. My husband parks in the garage, and yeah. AJ and I are on the street. And AJ comes over and goes, "They don't look worse than usual." I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. I know, I know. Quite honestly, oh my god. All right, so. That's Hopefully. our weather report. <laughs> that was the one. Today, by the way, looks spectacular. It does. It's a little muggy outside. Is it? Like when I walked out, I was a little surprised because it was 62. Yeah, so you're right. to be a little cooler. And it is going to get warm, but it is going to yeah. stay sunny all day. Yeah. And uh, it's good for the fairs and the fests that are going on, I think. And I think it's your, t- I think this is the time to get out on the lake a little bit. Like oh, the last yeah, little yeah. bits, if you're doing it. Um. Okay. What'd you eat this week? What's what's on your what's on your what's on your recollections? Oh, what's on um, the cal? I was. Uh, it's been a week, so I've been trying to remember. I know. But one thing I did do, I within the span of a week, I had two different falafel burgers in town. That is that is that has not ever been my experience ever. I wouldn't. That's crazy. I know. But they were both good in different ways. Okay, I'm in. What, so what, after the show last week, yeah. I went to the dive where our friend Nikki Heber is um, consultant chefing. Over and it's there. a little, it's a, it's a sportsy it's bar. It's a sports bar. St. Anthony Park. St. Anthony, yeah. And um, he was experimenting. I don't know. I, I hope it's on the menu now. Nikki, let me know if you're listening. Yeah. Because he was testing it out. So I got to test it. And it is a falafel Juicy Lucy. Oh, what? So he stuffs it with a goat cheese. Okay. And then griddles up the, you know, fries like, up the falafel. Is it smashed though? Is it like big? Is it just. It's, it's like burgers. Like, you know. So he takes falafel. Yeah. And, puts and, goat cheese and in. stuffs the goat cheese in the middle, just yeah. like a Juicy Lucy. And then fries it to get the crispy falafel. And, yeah. and then it's kind of an oozy little cheese in the middle. It was delicious. Um, okay. Yeah, it was good. And then I had um, the falafel bacon and egg sandwich at Cardamom last Sunday. Oh. Which is very delicious. Yeah, they were two very different experiences. One is very sort of highbrow. Yeah, and and I mean they're both they're they're both judged up. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the dining experiences are different. One's a dive and one's a, yes, one's a I guess that's yeah. Center. Yeah, <laughs> so very different dining experiences, but both very good. And I I like this trend of different kinds of veggie burgers. Like it's not just, and that's what Nikki said that he was doing was trying to. Come up with a veggie burger that wasn't a veggie burger. Something that was different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, those were both really good. Do you, because, I mean, and that's the thing is like, is it, um, do you like the the Beyond Burgers and the Impossible Burgers and that kind of stuff? Or are you against those? So, 
I can't eat them anymore because of gluten. I'm gluten free, and oh, they all right, have right, gluten right. in them. Right. So That's it's true. nice to have. I mean, and I'm a meat eater. My husband's a vegetarian, but I'm a meat eater. But it is nice to have a vegetarian option that I can eat. That yeah, tastes good. Right. You know. Well, and this is the thing: is like and I, I love just falafel. yeah, no, I I and I I kind of tend towards real. Like if I'm going to eat a veggie burger, I actually want the vegetable to be a present because otherwise it's just toppings. You right. might as well just be eating well, the bread think, with like yeah, yeah, yeah. mustard and mayonnaise and stuff. And I think I, that's why I like the falafel because falafel yeah, is a it's real a thing. food. It is a, it's not a manufactured yeah. like, you know. And I'm again, I, I, I mean, I know that I eat hot dogs and so I'm not talking against. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting all philosophical about the, the processed nature of the Beyond Burgers because. You also like combos. Because I also eat combos. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but part white cheese is in my fridge right now. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that for me, like when you do that to a burger, like you get all the stuff on the burger and then you have like a nothing, something that is just a vehicle. Yeah. And that's fine too. But it's just like, for me, I want, if it's not going to be beef, if I'm not getting like that beefiness, I want it to be something else. Yeah. I want to have a flavor there, which is why that's, yes, this was good. And, and, and you're not getting it, expecting it to taste like a burger. Right. It is something completely different. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not and, and delicious. Yeah. Like the turkey burger at red cow has always been my favorite because, and that has like a lot of great stuff in it. It just tastes, like its own thing. Right, right, right. And it, I would say, have you had the Alt Burger at, in Northeast yet? No. That one is interesting. That's Derek Moran, who used to be at um, the Dakota for so, so many yeah. years. He was at Nick and Eddie, like all these things. He um, he has this like mix that is just, it's not, uh, it's not vegan, but it's a, he's like a proprietary veggie mix. And of oh. course it's got like m- mushrooms and great and it's a thing that he makes every day oh wow and it's a really great it's like carrots and like you can see it and it but it's like mm-hmm. it is really umami packed so you kind of get more of a like you get a flavor and it's a veggie burger right 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 i really oh, like it i'll have to go try that where's it at again it's called alt burger and it took over what used to be well the modern cafe oh yeah okay. so it's over off of uh whatever Chicago. 13th no 13th oh. and northeast oh, oh northeast yeah, sorry. yeah 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 and um, not the modern, but the, the modern yes, cafe. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like it is called the modern, but different. Yeah, it is different. Um, I know before anybody gets on to me, I know that I said there was bacon on the falafel sandwich at Cardamom, which means it's not vegetarian. But you can ask him to leave it off. True. And then it is vegetarian. And then it is vegetarian. Yes. I like that. Uh, okay, you guys. I have a really funny. I just want to point this out. I have a really funny uh, um, <laughs> Facebook question today because I found this menu from the Waldorf Astoria oh, and it's from 1959 and I posted it and I want to know <laughs> and it says it's basically a menu and it's like it's got all these crazy things like uh, roast leg of Kentucky spring lamb with mint jelly cream potatoes and string beans for $3.50 oh my gosh so it's for 1959 so I, the question is it's 1959 and you're having lunch at the Waldorf Astoria what do you order from your head waiter Marcel so I'm asking everybody to throw in, like, what would you order in there? Seriously, it's so nuts. I love it. Here's a little tidbit. Yeah. I've stayed at the Waldorf Astoria. Oh, did you pay $2.75 for Maine Lobster Cullet? We did not. Cutlet. A, <laughs> a lobster, lobster cutlet? cutlet, though? That was in tandem. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Hold on, we're going to take a break. Yeah. We're going to come right back. We're going to hear you about your wall of Astoria. <laughs> and we are going to talk about some of the news in the re- Some more restaurant news is popping up. We got to cover it. And then uh, we're going to talk about late summer eating, what that looks like for you. 
Maybe touch on some a really interesting thing about where to eat in college towns. If you're moving your kid in anytime this month, or maybe you're thinking about doing tours, this is your website for you. Um, and then we're going to talk some fests and fairs before we get to the big stuff. Fabulous. I know. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on my Talk 107.1. The YMCA keeps you fit and active, so you have the energy to squeeze the most out of these final fleeting, fabulous days of summer. Like squeezing the last drop of mustard on that final grilled hot dog. Yeah, that's the stuff. Squeezing a lemon into that finalized lemonade. Oh, my eye! And squeezing back into your swimsuit that's, yep, still wet. My arm. Finish your summer strong. Join at YMCANorth.org. Why is this so hard? Oh, baby, last night. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on this lovely Saturday. Um, uh, sunny, sunny Saturday. Okay, so Molly Herman's here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some restaurant news. Yes. And you had a thing, or did you want to wait to talk about that one? <laughs> no, go ahead. You got it. I got it. You put something in tattoo an hour too, so I want to make did. sure. No, um, Malcolm Yards is very proud to have been named number five best food hall in the nation Woo-hoo! by USA Today. We're very excited about that. So how did that happen? Was it just like... It's a voting thing. It is a voting thing. Yeah. So they listed, I think, over 20 plus food halls. Right? Yeah. They put it on their thing and then people vote. And then do you have to like... Did you guys like get out the vote? Did you do those oh, things? Oh, sure. Yeah. Everybody does. That does. That's right? the deal, You're right? Like, yeah. please. I mean, you have to bring awareness to it. Be like, yes, please vote. Right. Otherwise, people don't know it's there. Um, but yeah, we were voted number five, so that was awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, so here's the big news that dropped yesterday. Big news. Big news. Like, Friday afternoon, no one is... Huge. (laughs) No one is paying attention to anything. And then I get a call from Ann Kim. And she had texted me, actually, the night before, saying, hey, you around tomorrow to have, like, a chat? And I'm like, sure. Thinking, like, what are we gonna... Like, let's talk about hot dogs you know and stuff like that no she's got some changes so here's the deal you guys so uh suki and mimi in uptown uh which is she opened i know during the pandemic is going to undergo some pretty big changes as far as what it's going to be so she told me that they're going to close suki and mimi and turn it into a korean american restaurant and it's just going to be called kim's which i think is so charming and it is it is such the right move for her right now. I understand where she's coming at it personally. But yeah. Can I be selfish and say I want both? Yes. But you can't have it. <laughs> I want Suki Mimi and, and let's talk about Suki and Mimi first. If you guys yeah. haven't been and I know Allie Kaplan sent me a note, she's like, I haven't made it there. And I'm oh, like, Well, let's go. Girl, you gotta go one more time. It's yeah. gonna be hard to get in, but you're gonna have to get the, get those mushroom tacos because and that is literally the mushroom birria tacos. They're set like a whole new standard. And I took she kind of like I know she didn't want to promise it or anything, but I'm just saying it's there's a chance those are still going to be around. I hope so, because those are sort of life changing. They kind of are. <laughs> yeah. And, no. and, and it's a vegetarian gluten free option. Can we just say that? But that is like what everybody loves at the table. Yeah. Like it is. You can order like 10 of those and everyone's going to eat them. Those are really great. And I think here's the deal. It's not like they're not they're not redoing the space. They're not like overhauling. Should they? It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous as is. Thank you very much. And it's not themey, so it doesn't really matter what it turns into. It really, has some Southwest vibes, Maybe. which went with the Suki Mimi and tacos and stuff. But yeah. I'm sure that they'll. It, it's a neutral enough palette that they'll be able to spin it. Yeah, 
pretty quickly. Right. And so the whole thing of like what it was and like having it be about tortillas and having it be about, you know, whatever, you know, the journey of like learning and the stories of the people and all this kind of great stuff for, for Anne. I think it was like always, I mean, it was a passion project, but I also think that when she opened it in the pandemic Hard. era, it was, it, they had to come out and be something they weren't. They had to come out and do tasting menus. Yeah. And she was like, we didn't want to do that, but we had to do that. You know, they wanted it to be like a cool hang. And that was just like chill and like you pop in a neighborhood mm-hmm. thing. But you couldn't do that because everything was shut down. So then by opening it as a tasting menu spot first and then, you know, trying to evolve it, it was, it's always been a little bit hard to define it. It's, it's set expectations. Yes. And I think that that was rough for her. Well, and here's what I think, though. Um, I She spent so long studying and perfecting those tortillas. Yeah. I don't think she's done with them. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like there'll, there'll be something down the road. But, yeah, she, I don't think she'll be done with them. No. No. And let me put it this way, that I don't think... Like, what this is, is this is... This is... Her really figuring out that, like, the things that she loves doing and the things that she wants to be doing is is cooking Korean food yeah. and doing, you know, even like, so if you think about it, she opened with Lola, right? And then she went to Young Joni, or mm-hmm. she went to, Hello yeah, Pizza. Hello Pizza. Then Young Joni. So Pizza Pizza, and then Young Joni, which is a little bit Korean, but mostly pizza. Yeah. I remember when that opened and I was like, oh, I thought we were going to. I did too. I thought yep. we were going to do the. Okay, no, it's pizza. And then it has obviously morphed and there's been a lot of additions and there's sure. a lot more, you know, you there's got a, the whole fish. Yeah, and it's got, a, you know, there's thing, Korean depth and breadth. items you can get there. Depth yeah. and breadth there. But this is like her saying, it's time for me. And she said it to me. She's like, you know, I always thought that people were like, they didn't want it. They weren't ready Not for ready. it. They were that, they weren't going to come, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's that fear of like, you know. Well, and you said in your article that she, her mom is ill. She has Parkinson's. And yeah. So she's cooking with her mom or for her mom more. And she's cooking those types of foods. And so I think it's very personal to her, not just who she is, but to her journey right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's like the idea that, uh, the idea that, that, you know, you are who you are and then putting that out onto the plate and trying to be other things and other people, if you think about it. I keep thinking back to like Stephen Brown, right? And Stephen Brown and his this restaurant Rockstar, mm-hmm. and how do you remember Rockstar? Did you were you did it, you it, eat? No, it was, it before, was before you I got here. here. Yeah. All right. So there was like this downtown in the Piper Jaffray building, and it was like this very cool New Yorky restaurant. It was the first time I ever had like dinosaur kale, like with like a a little like ricotta nudie puff pocket like it was very forward facing cuisine giant photos of like rock star black and white photos it was very cool and i thought you know like i was very impressed with it but like you know i think in the end it's like what stephen brown i think really came to was like cooking at tilia cooking things you want to cook and what you want to eat and all those kinds of things same thing with like you know, I would even say Jorge Guzman, who like, you know, at Brewer's Table was like this really rarefied, tweezery, yep. gastronomic, crazy, elevated, cool. But then what it, you're cooking now comes from your heart. At Petit Leon. Yeah. yeah what you want to eat. And I think that this is where we are with Ann Kim well, as well. And it, it nourishes the chef's soul in a different way, which means the, the longevity of the restaurant is probably greater. Right. right? I mean, because... Chefs get burnt out all the time. Oh, burnout is real. When they are not doing something that they're passionate about, and even when they are passionate about something. So 
if it's nourishing them in a different way, I think that that's a, a greater sign of longevity. Well, and here's the other thing is this, this is a, and this is a conversation that actually, uh, uh, we're going to have later at another point is about authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that, that, you know, the journey that Anne has been on with Suki and Mimi with authenticity is, of course, everyone questioning her why she should be able to cook tortillas because oh, she's yeah. not Mexican. Cultural appropriation. I know. Yeah, and yeah, her yeah. thing, um, you know, and of course, when people would ask me, like, so she, is she allowed to cook pizza? Is that okay? Or right. like, what's the deal? But nonetheless, I get it. And, and the respect of all the things is the truth is that it's she's not even going to be she's like, don't look for Korean food from this. It's Korean American food because that's what I am. She's like, I came mm-hmm. over 95 percent of my life was in been in America. Only five percent was in Korea. Sure. So the idea that there's this sort of but but she grew up with family recipes. But those also had to be adjusted because they, they didn't have here. all the ingredients. Right. Yeah. So really interesting stuff that from I think what's going to come from that space and from her. Um, and I'm looking forward to it because I also think that that's a very vital and interesting and new and different thing that we could use in the Twin Cities, especially uptown. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We have a couple more restaurant things to talk about. And then I want to know what you're cooking right now. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Take your phone and put it in the hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman. Good morning. And we are talking about uh, restaurants. We're talking about summer eating. Um, what were you going to tell me? Was there a thing? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, you want to talk about... Is it oh, Krasky? I want to talk about Krasky. Yeah. Which I think is how you say it. I was going to ask you if that's how Krasky? you say it. Krasky? Krasky? I don't know. It feels like it's uh, it's this great little uh, Venezuelan... So Soleil Ramirez yep. is the... Um, she owns Ola, uh, the not Ola Ripa, the Arepa Bar at Midtown Global Market, right? True, yes. Yeah. And she is a Venezuelan uh, chef. She is uh, she opened a new little restaurant this week, um, and it's called I think it's called Kraski, C R A S Q U I, and it's in it's just right over the Wabasha Street Bridge, you know, and tucked in a new apartment building on the ground floor. Interesting. So she went to St. Paul. Yeah. Well, and she's. Um, she, you know, I don't know if she, this is why I don't know if she's from St. Paul or lives in St. Paul, but she did used to work at the Lexington. She okay. was, uh, she was like sous chef under Jack. I think I forgot that. Yeah, I know. I know. She made the cake for Hanson's 50th birthday when we had her birthday there. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, Soleil is like, uh, she's just a really interesting cook and just, I'm, she's got that fine dining touch. I think that came from, you know, working at the Lexington and just whatever else she's been doing. But like the beauty of this place is that it feels very casual, you know, it's very, it's new construction. So it feels really fresh and clean, but you know, it's just food that I haven't seen, I guess. Like I haven't really seen a lot around town and it's kind of exciting because I might be getting bored of like some of the tacos (laughs) and some of the other things that are around. It feels like we're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And maybe Sometimes it's me. Breath of fresh air. I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at pizza. I'm not mad at burgers and tacos. I just, I'm looking for something else right now. And so this is a really great, so it's what she's doing is it's a Caribbean uh, influenced food with Venezuelan roots. So there's a little bit of everything in there. And there's, you know, there's a repas, which mm-hmm. she's got there, but she's got the, for the, on the brunch menu, which is going to start at 11 o'clock today. Uh, she's got the cachapas, which are those like mm-hmm. sweet corn pancakes that are stuffed with cheese. <laughs> she looks very excited oh, now, yeah, listeners. Very excited. She's dancing in her seat. Dancing in my seat. But it was just really fun and friendly and great Cuba Libre, great rum and coke, you know? Yeah. And cute little bar. And, um, I mean, we had, there's like ceviche. There's a really great looking pork chop. I didn't get a bite of it, but we had a ribeye that had 
a little bit of Argentinian flair to it. So it's really sort of South American, I would say, more than anything, and Caribbean kind of influence. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. It was just a really great addition, I thought. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So I wanted to shout Did them. I read in your post that you got tequila shots from Manny, <laughs> from Manny Gonzalez? Well, here's what happened. <laughs> I um, No, I, I delivered. I was the vehicle. You were the vehicle. Okay. I was the vehicle. Um, so I basically... Could have gone either way. In I that really scenario. could have in that scenario. Um, they were sitting behind me. Um, he was with Trong from Fom's Deli. Oh, yeah. And so we were sitting there, and uh, there was a couple next to me, and I flailed while I was telling a story. I flailed and I knocked over a dr- my drink, <laughs> and like something fell off the wall. I knocked over my drink. It spilled all over this poor lady. And then she backed her chair up and she backed it up into Manny's table. <laughs> and it got like, their drinks went kind of like, whoa. And I was like, wow, that's all because I talked in my the hands. domino effect there it was. you had. So I just bought everybody tequila shots because I felt like that was... That what, was the right move. Yeah, it was, a, it was, my, it was my apology card. It was card. like, what happens when a butterfly flaps its wings? Truly. What happens when Stephanie March flails? Right, everyone gets shots. It's my <laughs> toxic trait. It's like the best part. <laughs> <laughs> and I never get them for myself. Let's be very clear. You are all doing shots. I am not. <laughs> I am in my own control space. So anyway, so that was it. So yeah, so I had to give Manny and, you know, um, there. so we had talks about that. Anyway, uh, all right. So I, it is National Farmer's Market Week. Ooh, ooh. And so I wanted to shout that out to everybody just because I know that if you go to the farmer's markets, they've got special stuff going on there. I know there's special demos. They've got... You know, all sorts of great little things happening at each one at the Minneapolis Lindale. I, I didn't check into St. Paul to see what they were doing, but I do know that like uh, Mill City's got stuff going on today. So if you go to a farmer's market, today's a good day to go if you're thinking about heading out. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sundays are, I do like a Sunday better. I mean, I clearly don't go on Saturdays most uh, of the time. Sunday is just a little calmer, I think. Saturday, it's, it's a little more crowded. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to be the 6 a.m. girl. Every once in a while, oh. she, she'd be like, hey, do you want to go to the farmer's market this weekend? I'm like, And I'd be like, yeah. She's like, all right, I'll pick you up at like 7. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. And I'd have but to, you beat all the crowds. I know, we did. We beat all the crowds. But I was always like, uh, I'm, I'm definitely like a sleep in and then roll to the market. Because I want like a big old lemonade and like hopefully a sausage, like a brat or something like that. And there you go. We were reminiscing about the the original Kingfield Market days oh. when, it, you know, Foxy Falafel was there and yeah. Chef Shack and Guy Guy Thai. Yes. And so we, we used to go and we, yeah, it was, that was our brunch, right? We just went from food. I just food remember truck. that. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that was good. Those were the days. Um, <laughs> Cue all in the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to also say, obviously, we've talked about tomatoes because I'm like obsessed. I can't stop eating them. After, I'm in a moment. Um, that So we talked about it the last time I was on. Yeah. Right? And then last week, I got a ton of tomatoes from our friend Kelly. In the oh, Marsh great. Farm. So, yes, it was. Uh, you got the you got, got the, the bounty. Um, yeah. I uh, I have a couple tomatoes that I bought from Untides because I, they're like my favorite market when I can't get to the Marsh Farm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but so and I did I did indoctrinate someone into the the mayo hack on your BLT bread, like frying your bread in mayo. Okay, so here's uh, not just the BLT, but even for grilled cheese. Oh yeah, like, all of it. But I like a mixture of butter and mayo uh, for the grilled cheese because the grilled cheese you expect to have like that buttery taste. Do you? I do. Okay. I and I like the mixture because the the mayonnaise raises the the flashpoint the the heat of the what the butter can take, right? Right. So you still get the buttery and the the darkness and the crispness. Yeah. And the mayo just sort of makes it 
a little bit easier. A little bit. Oh, God, it's such a good. And I was I did do both sides. Normally I only do one side. That's right. So that you can easily. But this one I was sort of like teaching the whole thing. So I was showing it and it was it's a game changer. I'm telling you, I'm like thinking I might do it again tonight. (laughs) But the bigger question is, I and I said this on the air, I think last time we were together, maybe it was when I was with Hanson last week, but like. I basically have, I've been ignoring my plant babies, my herbs, because mm. I'm over them and I don't know what, I'm kind of like, Meh. I don't know what, to, I'm, I'm not inspired. I haven't been inspired to cook and I know that they're waning. I'm watering them, but I'm still like, I'm looking at all the basil and I'm like, yeah, I think I, I hit my, I Your hit limit. my peak basil mm. and I'm trying to think of what should I do with it? Yes, I will make pesto. Yes, I will store it in the freezer. But what else? Why don't you make a basil simple syrup? Oh. I can do that. And then you can use it for cocktails. How long can you simple syrup keep? You know, if you keep it in the refrigerator, I think you can keep it for a while. Like a month? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sugar. It's a pres- it, it, it sort of preserves it. Well, sugar is what goes rotten. No, it, but in the refrigerator, it shouldn't. Okay. Yeah, because I know that I've had like, I've accidentally left simple syrup out thinking that it was like. Yeah, indestructible. <laughs> yes. And it just starts growing those pretty, pretty molds. But what, but what you can do too is if you're preserving it in the freezer, you can then put that into a simple syrup if you want to use it sort of more a la minute. Like if you yeah. don't want to make a big batch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide. Like, do, I mean, I put can. Put some in vinegar. Make I a could basil, do vinegar. basil vinegar. I was going to make some basil ice cream because, you mm-hmm. know, I like doing that. Yeah. I'm going to channel Hanson here, do a basil butter. Yeah, basil butter. There's no basil salt. It's too juicy for that. I like to put on my BLT to circle back around to BLT. Well, right. I like to do basil mayo on the inside oh, of my like BLT. a basil aioli yes. kind of thing. Okay, yes. that works out. Yeah, I kind of get a little crazy with the BLTs until I'm like, well, let's get an egg on there. And then I'm like, let's get some arugula on there. And then let's also, let's get... Avocado. Let's, yeah, avocado. And all of a sudden, you have the table. <laughs> <laughs> the tomato, avocado, bacon... Lettuce. The table's not bad. It's just hard to get your mouth around. It is. (laughs) The table's a lot. I do love that. Okay, have you heard about the feta egg, though? I wanted to talk about that because you have not heard about it. So So tell me about the feta egg. The whole thing, and this is like part of my thought of like, could it go on? The bear omelet, not the feta egg. What? The bear omelet, but not the feta egg. Yeah, not. Okay, okay, hold on. We can just one thing at a time, Moss. God. Um, But I'm thinking like this. This feta egg could go on a BLT. Maybe that's the problem. So people are like, you sprinkle a little feta into the pan, into your like skillet, and you just crack your egg into the middle of it, and then it get, gets all crisp and cooks all together, and you have feta egg. I did see that. Okay. And then I I'm like, I've been dropping in, you know, the chili crisp and then cooking my egg in the yeah, chili yeah. crisp for sure. Yes. But the feta egg, maybe a chili crisp feta egg on a BLT. Is that too far? No. Is that too far? I think it's just right. Okay. I love the spicy the, salty. I can taste the salty right now, like in a really good way. I know. I might have to do that. Because I always have to, even with the BLT, I always put a little salt on my tomato. Yes, all the time. Right? But, I, yes. but with all of this, you may not have to. Maybe I just won't salt the bread because I also salt the bread. And oh, I, I don't salt the bread. I salt and pepper the bread. Like okay. on top, you know? Okay. I know. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm, I like that. Okay. I'm okay. The bear it. omelet. Have you tried the bear omelet? No. Everyone is. I mean, I have seen so I many mean, recipes I for feel it. I like I've had. What? This is the thing. I feel I've like had it's, one before. It's but just it, the omelet and the whole thing with it just having the boars on. Yeah. Great. Let's have that in the middle. But I guess I just, I throw my own cheeses in there all the time. I don't make, do you make omelets? I do actually because you have a vegetarian, so I bet you would make more omelets. We make we make a fair amount of omelets. I don't think I ever make omelets. Really? You know who's obsessed with the the Japanese 
on the oh, on the deck breaks. breaks. Yeah, you can guess, Jake. How many <laughs> giant how, baby? How many memes do you think I have of a dude making? An omelet that has breaks. Has he tried to make it himself yet? I think he has tried a few different egg versions. We have eggs in our, you know, yeah. in our DNA. But like, yeah, he's, that's maybe the, I could actually show you one from like this week of an egg thing. So oh, funny. I know. Yeah. No, we eat a lot of eggs in our house. Yeah. And I will tell you when we went to, when we were in Italy and I would go to the grocery store, we were feeding seven people, right? And we would buy like three dozen eggs. Oh and they looked at us like we were insane Americans because Americans. Americans eat more eggs than. Do we eat more eggs than anyone else? Anyone else in the world. We do, huh? Yeah. Even the French? Yeah, this is statistic I saw. I don't even oh, remember you did. the number. Did you look it up? I don't remember the number, but it was it was I mean, the French Americans use... Americans out eat everyone in eggs. Americans out eat anyone. I mean, in I don't even know what categories. to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back with the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you have egg tech, if you have basil tech, if you have any sorts of tech you want to talk about, what how to use up lemon thyme, what to do with it. Um, that's the, my next thing that I have to figure out. Actually, I'm going to dry it. Um, give us a call 651-641-1071 or send us a note on, uh, on all the socials. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk. 1071. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where, you know, you need to get something off your chest. Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents, Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash weekly dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weekly dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Cleaning the floor. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging out today. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, which means that uh, you can give us a call. 651 641 1071. If you want to give us a chat, if you want to send us a note, I'll try to find if you're going to send me an email. There's always a little lag for me on those. Um, but you know, we're, uh, we'll just kind of do whatever we got. We got, we can answer questions. We can take your opinions. If you want to tell us what you are going to order on the Waldorf, uh, Astoria lunch menu, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, we want to get to Tanya. Tanya is, uh, has a question about planting corn. What's going on today, Tanya? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Not planting. Oh. Um, So I bought four dozen ears of corn to freeze for the winter because there's nothing better. Yep. Um, But I want to prepare it in the easiest, quickest way. 
for so you want to pre- prepare it for for, for freezing yeah. or for what? Yes, for storing and cutting off the cob and freezing it. Okay. Yeah, I mean the the easiest way is just to shuck it and cut it off the cob and and vacuum seal it and yeah, freeze it. Don't cook it beforehand. Don't cook it. Really? Yeah. At all. Don't, then you, don't blanch it. Nothing. Don't do anything. Just take the kernels off. raw right off the cob. And then if you have a vacuum sealer, that's the best way to do it. Um, and they're really cheap on Amazon and worth it. Um, <laughs> Says vacuum sealer. <laughs> but uh, Ziploc bags will work, too. Just make sure you get as much air out of there as you can. Yeah. And then you can stack them and freeze them. Because then your sugars are intact. You yes. know what I mean? If you blanch it, you're also, I mean, I know you're, you're just activating them. And so they're just going to, they're going to decompose, not decompose. They, but. Well, they, they sort of will because the water then will separate from them during yeah. the freezing. And you get sort of a, a mush yeah. instead of the, the whole niblets. Oh, that's awesome. Boy, that just made those four dozen ears a lot more palatable. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also easier because then you're just zipping and going. And do you have a way that you like to take the car, the kernels off? Yeah, I mean, I would go if you have a the largest bowl that you can find. Okay. Um, and stand the corn up, and then just run a sharp knife down each side, and so they're going okay. straight in the bowl, and they're not because they like to shoot off a little they bit. Super love to shoot off. <laughs> so it sort of oh, kind yeah. of corrals them a little bit, but save the cobs, and you can like make us corn stock. Yes. Out of them and get all of those really like those milky juices, the yes. sugars that are in the cob. Um, and then use that for like soup bases um, throughout the winter. That'll be delicious. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Oh, good. We love it, Molly, because awesome. she's a chef. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so very much. All right, You're Tanya. Welcome. Good luck. Yeah, that's a, that's a really true. I was thinking about making some some corn ice cream because I ate some oh, elote yeah. last night, and I was thinking about how, you know, I was like, it's good, but I'm also like, you need to go next level, like you need a little something else. And I was thinking about sweet corn ice cream, which is great if you seep the corn, like the cooked corn, in the milk, in, in the, the milk. Cream. Yeah. Yep. But then I was also remembering, like, if you soak your you suck yeah. your cobs too. Yeah, and I mean you can. I, I wouldn't do necessarily a cream base, but then if you do it, like reduce it all the way, like the corn stock, reduce it down pretty heavily so you're concentrating those flavors, and then you can add it to like cream to do like a corn chowder or yeah. whatever you want after that. True, true. I really like that. Well done. Okay. Um. Again, if you guys want to give us a call, Molly is a trained chef. She has tech. She knows things. Six five one. Six four one. Not all the things, just one oh seven one. Now I tend to just make it up and then <laughs> act as if I know everything. That's my authority. So that just is how that happens. Um, okay, and we actually we also have Kathy on the line, who also has. You have a question about corn or a feeling about corn, Kathy? She might be there. Are we talking about feelings about corn now? We always try it again, Stephanie. Oh, is she there? Hi. Yes, I have a, I have an addition to corn talk. Do it. Um, Bring it. I use an electric knife to cut the kernels off of the cob, and it zips off, and it makes it 100 times easier. Brilliant. I love this idea. Yeah. That is a nice hack. Yeah. Thank you. I love this idea. Yeah. Well, And do you, do you have one that you – did you buy it, like, locally at all? Like, a, Well, I haven't this year yet. Last year I bought it Jim's Produce. Oh, do you mean electric knife? I meant the knife, but also I love Jim's <laughs> oh, Produce, too, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, they closed, so now I'm in mourning. Um, yeah. My electric knife is actually my mom's, so and it's probably 50 years old. Amazing. So, I was going to so say. I just use a regular electric knife. 
My mom always had one, and I... We don't have them. It's I not part of our them. thing, no, right? No, I don't have one. Oh, my God. Yeah, that might be a goodwill purchase. Okay, I like that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it where they put it, like, the cob in an angel food cake pan also, but I tried that, and the kernels go everywhere. They go yeah, everywhere. I, I heard that, too. Yeah, I'm the with you. The bowl is better. So. I'm with you. Thanks, Kathy. I love right, the tech. Sure. Thank you. All right, we have Julie on the line. Julie is going to ask us about, I think, sorbet or tip us off. What's up, yes. Julie? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay, awesome. So we had a recent experience in Hawaii where a chef took a sugar loaf pineapple, froze it, and then literally threw the frozen pineapple into the Vitamix <gasps> to make a sorbet and added nothing to it. It was amazing. What? Since sugar loaf pineapple isn't here in Minnesota, I'm trying to figure out, are there other fruits that you can do that with that I just literally had no knowledge of? Have you ever done that? Um. Yes, persimmons actually are one of those ones that you do that with. You can also do it with bananas. You can do it, but they're I not. Mean, it, you get it's a it's a little starchier. You do, and you have to add some lemon juice so it doesn't turn. And yeah, things like that. Persimmons are one of those ones that are sort of this fruit that you don't really know what to do with usually mm-hmm. anyway. But then you get it and you chuck it in the freezer, and then if you take it out, you just like use it, like cut it in half and do a spoon situation, and it's just like a sorbet. Like you can eat directly from the persimmon like that got it now i've never bought persimmon so i don't even know what they are so do you have to peel them or anything first no they kind of look like a plum they kind of look like a like an overly large orange tomato they look like an orange tomato there's two different kinds that we get up here right persimmons the The fuyu and the i forget the other type one looks more like a tomato more round Right, like an orange tomato. And one looks more like sort of an oblong plum or like a Roma tomato. Um, and they have different stages that they ripen at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would think for what Steph is talking about, the the one, the r- more round one looks, would be better for the freezing because you get more surface area. Yes. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So put it in the freezer and just eat it. Eat it like that. Yeah, the fuyu or the hachia. The hachaya. Yeah, I can remember that. Right. But yeah, that's a good one. But also, I mean, thinking about other things you could freeze and then chuck in the blender. I mean, I mean, any watermelon, any for sure, like honestly, strawberries. And the thing the thing is, is that anything. Well, watermelon has such a high water content that it'll it won't hold up as much. Right. Um, But I think any frozen fruit would give it to you in the short term if you're going to just eat it right away yeah if you're wanting to hold it for a little while and keep it frozen um i think that that's a different thing like the persimmons and the the pineapples and things that don't have as much water yeah the density is there yeah okay well we'll keep we'll keep looking julie too we'll think for you okay thank you thank you thanks um that reminds me of my watermelon rose granita that i used to make oh yeah Talk about mm. that. Uh, you, t- you take some watermelon and you blend it up and you add, I usually added rosemary in there or to a, like a simple syrup. So you, you do need to sweeten it a little bit. So simple syrup, uh, you know, half water, half sugar, rosemary, rosé, put it in a Ziploc bag, put it in the freezer. Done. Done. That's your weekend, kids. Yeah. Love it. All right, you guys are going to take a quick break. We'll be coming back with a second hour of Weekly Dish.